Hey, everybody, this is B Mike or Brandon Queen. I'm with your boy D Murph, and I want y'all to pay attention to this episode. We answer a lot of questions about black America, cops, uh, the, the justice system, and even our faith. But keep in mind, we risk it all, but we're risking it all for a greater cause. And it is Christ who we believe in. Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black Pac, come on this thing. This has been Joy. Hey, this is Gabby. This is Talk It Out. Yo, what's good? This is your boy Q from Chopping Up With Q and the Critical Dub Network. And you are tuned in. It's that time. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning in to The Flagrant 2 with the big homie D-Murph, where I literally, and I mean literally, always got something to say, verbally or even non-verbally. Y'all ready? I know I'm ready. Let's do it. Hey guys, I'm truly pumped. Like this been years in the making. And I'm gonna tell y'all why shortly. But I have. I'm 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 just saying I have this this great guy. He's not only is a cop, but he's a fellow podcaster himself. Doing his thing in the community, giving us motivation, whether it's Mondays or Fridays, just making sure we own our P's and Q's. I have Mr. Brandon Queen on the other end. What's up, brother? Welcome to The Flagrant 2. What's up, d Murph? Thanks for having me, buddy. <laughs> hey, man. No, thank you for taking time out your schedule of, of, of just making sure you get to be on, man. First off, I want people to know how we linked up because people like to know. So I'm going to share just a little bit. So I, I had a few minutes. I'm like, yo, I'm on Facebook. I'm reading the thread and I come across this brother. I'm like, dope. Another brother I can collaborate with. Great. But then I found out he's a cop and he has a podcast, which he will explain later titled The Ear. And I was like, yo, I have some questions for you. I've always wanted to have a cop. I just have a couple of questions. And you was like, cool, let's do it. I was like, man, look at God. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of introduce yourself, man, in, in more depth that the listeners can get to know you more. All right. Well, I hail from South Louisiana, a little town called Thibodeau. And let's see, I'm the middle child of 11. Uh, what else? Oh, I'm a photographer. Uh, I'm a regular church goer. What else you want to know? <laughs> hey, well, we gonna start with it. that. We uh, B B Mike. You know, I'm a, again. That's my <laughs> listeners know. I got nicknames for everybody. Like me, I'm the big homie D Mur. They gave me that name, so now I feel like my guests should get some of the love that I've been getting. So you can be B Mike, Mr. Queen, Brandon Michael. I, I'm I'm just gonna go out everywhere with it but i'm being consistent and thank you for going along with it but just growing up with 11 siblings that is interesting like how was that for you and how is that for you now as that you are grown <laughs> all right so there's well, i say 11 but it's 10 if you count me it's 11 gotcha but i had six sisters and four brothers 
Okay. I think if I hadn't had my brothers, I probably <laughs> don't get me don't get me wrong. I love my sisters. <laughs> I am very overprotective of them. Yes. But growing up, it was very interesting. Typical siblings. We fought. You know, we got in our arguments. We had our spats. But I think we're more close lit, close knit now than we were when we were younger. Mm, that's good. So that's good. So what would be the difference now compared to then, where you feel like you guys are more closer now? We don't see each other a whole lot. Ah, there it is. <laughs> that's real. That's real. No, that's good stuff, man. When you're away, the love will grow even more. No, that's dope, man. So Yeah, but like, I've always loved my family. I'm a, I'm a family person. Good, good. No, and that's good. We definitely need that, especially in our households, for sure. Love, Loving family. And like you said, just... Even though we're away, the love, you know, is going to always be there. So that's real, real right. dope, man. That, you know, because sometimes, like, I don't see you out of sight, out of mind. You'd be like, dang. <laughs> Get out of my face. Yeah, right, right, right. So photography, I know we talked and you said that was more of, you know, a hobby, but what got you into photography? So, um, Whenever my family would get together, which would be very seldom when we were younger, and do like a party or something, there was nobody there to capture the memories mm. and document the history. Gotcha. So that that's what got me into photography. Nice. That's good, man. Cause into a business, yeah. <laughs> that's huge, man. Because I wish I would have took certain photos. In certain times of my life, especially younger, because like, man, I wish, you know, but again, now, as you said, you're a Christian, man. Things happen for a reason. And right. now with you being a podcaster and me being a podcaster, things that we do can continue to live on when we're no longer around because it's definitely, you know, easy to find. So, no, that's dope with that, man. And now a cop. Like, what made you decide to be a cop when you grew up? Was it the a bad side of town and you just want to make a difference or you was influenced by a family member or TV how did that pan out for you well I was influenced by several cops that were on the force actually they're still on the force hmm. one okay. getting ready to retire and uh, I kind of I did grow up in a, a pretty bad area um, like I, I definitely wanted to make a difference something to make the the community a better place mm -hmm. i've always loved helping people gotcha um so for example one of my mentors uh his name's calvin cooks he's actually a captain uh, with the timber police department and i remember watching him tackle a guy to the ground mm. oh man that's cool i want to do that <laughs> <laughs> and i as i got older i kind of like pushed that aside and I wanted to do like carpentry. Then I'm like, no, I want to do something better. I want to be an architect. Tech. I really fell in love with graphic design and photography at the time. And was dead set on being an honor or um, like a, a, a publisher and editor for a magazine or a newspaper. Okay. Well, of course, that was also like another hobby that I wanted. But then I really wanted to actually be a preacher, believe it or not. Mm. Uh, so 
I did the graphic design for about six years. Loved it. I did the photography for 11 years now. I'm still doing it. Love it. But I never really got a chance to help somebody. Mm. You know, so I'm active in my church. I am actually seeking seminary in the near future. Um, so that might happen. But as a cop, I have a direct connection with the people I'm dealing with. That's good. I, I want to become a cop to help people. That's good, man. Well, thank you. Thank you for your services, for uh, your protection. And how long have you been a cop? March 25th, 2019, made four years. Four years. Four years in the game. And there's a lot of things that has happened in our community. And with you being a cop, did you feel pressure from the community? Was it a good thing that you became a cop? Like, what was the feedback when you told your family and your loved ones, your close ones, your, you know, your, 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 your people that's close to you that, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a cop? When it came to my family, and, and I'm going to separate my family from my church family and then from my friends. Because okay. there's three distinctive uh, sets. Or, or sections if you will perfect so my family was supportive but obviously concerned given the fact that you know i could possibly be killed and mm-hmm. you know not come home and the basics the normal like right. the stuff that i expect to happen right but for the most part very supportive gotcha. never tried to talk me out of it none of that my church family was excited but the same thing nervous concerned um, I think the person that hated it the most is my grandmother. Mm. <laughs> you know, and my friends obviously they were supportive because oh, I get it. I I'm not gonna get a ticket if Brandon takes over. And I'm like, oh goodness. <laughs> I understand that. Hey, big dog, help me out, man. You know, I'll, hey, man, just get that off my record, bro. Uh, let me share this. So today I was working a, a grant, okay, and one of my friends, I pulled over one of my friends. And it was the hardest thing to do to write this dude a ticket. Wow. <laughs> but I oh. had to do it. <laughs> you gave your friend a ticket. I did. Copy that. Well, that's the first time ever that I've heard of that. And I yeah. Well that's well, hey, you had you, had, you still got a job to do too. He wasn't mad, you know, he he took his ticket. Yeah. So He'll I know probably my- call my hands out later on, but you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dog. I let you get that ticket, but can you pay for? It? But I got a serious question. I won't say serious. So, outsiders, and, and and because you're a cop, do you guys really, when it comes, do you first? Do you guys have a quota for some that might not know? Do you guys have a quota? And if it do come to that, you guys willing to just pull people? Well, you guys meaning cops, quote unquote, willing to pull anybody over just to reach a quota? If you have a quota. There is no such thing as a quota. Thank you. It is illegal to have a quota. Thank you. And that is something that, number one, I will never do if it ever exists. Okay? We pull people over, and and people need to realize this. We're not pulling you over just to pull you over and meet a quota. We are pulling you over because, A, you have something wrong with your vehicle and it needs to be fixed. Or you just plain out broke the law Mm. and you could possibly hurt yourself and other people. So don't think that cops are just pulling you over just to do it. We actually, we have hearts. Believe it or not, we have hearts. 
You know, we want you to go home to your family just like we want to go home to our families. Powerful. Thank you so for it's not, clearing that We're up. not trying to meet your quota. <laughs> thank you. because I and, and that's why my listeners like Murph, thank you because I've been hearing this. That the cops got a quota. I don't know a cop, but now Merv, you open my eyes, knowing that cops don't have a quota. So thank you for answering that question. Appreciate that. More than welcome. <laughs> I told y'all, <laughs> welcome to the flagrant too. Y'all know how I get. I get excited, and I'm gonna ask the questions that I know y'all want to hear, or y'all wanted to ask, but haven't had the chance. So that's what the big homie is here for. And four years into it. What has been, whether it's locally or worldwide, what have you seen a difference when it comes to being a cop? Is people being more friendlier now? Or is people looking at you like, oh, he's a mm. cop. Like, oh, what does he want? Like, oh, my gosh, I'm not opening the door for him. Or I just don't want to be around him. Like, have you seen a personal change from when you first started? And to where you are now in your uh, career? Let's just say, um, I, I want to, the other questions you asked about the type of attitude that I get toward me as being a cop. Okay. So, obviously, I'm a black man. Yes, you So, I get, I, I get black people, uh, and not, granted, this is criminals. Gotcha. Okay? Not your everyday black person. Gotcha. I'm talking criminals. Gotcha that know me and know my lifestyle and know how I grew up. Why you, you just an Uncle Tom, you know, they start calling me racist thing, you know, porch monkeys, all that other good stuff. Mm. Don't want to deal with a cop or they think that a brother, if you will, portray them and just let them down, if you will, by putting on a uniform. Mm. So the change that I have seen is because you're because you and I are both black, I'm supposed to give you some kind of slack. Mm. Wow. Where I look at that is no. Number one, my morals will not allow me to give you slack. And and some of these people that I know personally, raised in that man, believe like that. That's not your character. You follow the people that are. Or criminals and part of gangs because you want to look cool, you want to be cool, but in all reality, that is not who you are. Yeah, it's something that you're not supposed to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Okay, another change that I have seen is when you want to talk about the 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 system, if you will. Okay, so B Murphy, let me ask you a personal question. Sure. How old are you? Thirty six. Thirty six. Okay, I'm thirty. All right. Did you grow up in a two-parent household or a one-parent household? One. My mom. Okay. I grew up in a one-parent household as well. My grandmother. Okay. So, I'm almost positive your mom taught you to live a certain way, act a certain way, um, not do certain things. A- am I right? Yeah, that's, no, you, yes, sir. That's correct. Yes, sir. Okay. So, I had, I had a grandmother who was a little bit more old school. Will pop you in the mouth if you talk back to her in a minute, Facts. and dare you to call the cops because when the cops leave, you're gonna get it again. Facts. That's <laughs> real. All right. Or if I went outside and I did something to a neighbor, 
the, my grandmother always instructed the neighbor, do not come tell me until you handle the situation first. That's old school. Okay. My grandmother lived, yeah, she lived by, it takes a village to raise a child. She lived by that. Do not go tell her that I did something without handling it first. Okay. And, and I kid you not, because of that mindset, my grandmother knew what kind of grandkids she had. She knew the troublemakers and she knew the good grandkids. Gotcha. All right. So I see a lot of parenting going down the drain. And this is what I mean by that. Now I'm a cop. So I deal with this on a daily basis. Do not tell my child nothing. Don't correct my child. My child didn't do that. Mm. My child's an angel. You can't say that about my child. I'm telling you, it's horrible. Okay? So a lot of our issues and problems are coming from people that are, I'm going to say from the age of 40 to 30. So within that age group that have kids, sometimes older, you cannot tell their child anything because their child can't do no wrong. So we live in we live in a in a society or in an America where parenting as a whole has gone down the drain. Community parenting has gone away. Okay? Double parenting has gone away. We we're losing strong moms like your mom. We're losing strong grandmothers like my grandmother. Yes, sir. You know, because they're they're getting older, they're passing on, mm-hmm. and we're stuck with a bunch of ignorant, excuse my language, a bunch of ignorant assholes that don't like the parent. Mm-hmm. That's fact. So, man. yeah, I, I, I mean, it is. You know, you can call me what you want, but I see this on a daily basis. I'll go to a juvenile complaint where the parent will call in and say the child's not listening to her, and I get there and I'm looking at the parent like. What the? You're not gonna handle your child, right? Well, I can't handle because I'm gonna go to jail. Who told you that? Mm. <laughs> Who told you you going That's to jail? That's another now, if myth. If you beat your child, yep. If you beat your child to where your child is damn near death, okay, that's a different story. Right. If you beat your child for no reason and you leave the weps on them for no reason because you don't like the child, that's a different story. If you neglect your child when you're not feeding them, that's a different story. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, if you neglect your child and you neglect to parent your child, I'm going to parent. Yeah. If you allow your child to go out here in these streets and do all kind of ignorant, un, you know, just things that just doesn't add up, then I'm gonna deal with that juvenile and I'm gonna deal with that parent. But if you are trying to be a parent and you don't beat your or spank your child, let me use that word. If you don't discipline and spank your child for the right reason, you're not going to jail. Yes, sir. And I digress. <laughs> that's good stuff, man. And and that's interesting that you bring that up because, like you, I grew up a certain way. Hey, you know what? You got in trouble at school, Murph. <laughs> Guess what? Uh, I'm gonna whoop your butt. The neighbor gonna whoop my butt until Mama mm-hmm. get home, and then Mama gonna get me. Then yep. I gotta apologize to the teacher. Oh yeah, I, I, yes, yep. my listeners. Yeah, yeah, the, the big homie. Every once in a while, I got a little, little, little trouble, but I learned fast. But no, that's real though, man. How them old school. I'll admit, I've, I've been in trouble too. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not an angel. I'm not perfect. You know, I was very mischievous as a child. Yes, sir. and part of that is because I was the middle child, and I was slightly overlooked a lot. Ah, <laughs> that's real. 
you know, but I, I wasn't a horrible kid. I didn't go around cursing out adults, breaking in cars. I didn't do any of that stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So, no, that's good stuff, man. And and what you're doing, man. And, and thank you for just being that positive light, using your faith and your your walk to help you in the position you're in. Because I've interact with a few cops in my lifetime and a lot of them don't want to they they see christian as being vulnerable being a christian or believing in whoever higher power god whoever you believe in as a vulnerability and for you not to do that i salute you for that well look i'm gonna be frank and honest um i would say i am not much liked for the agency that i work with Mm. Okay. Part of that is because of my morals, my values, and my standards. I'm based. Uh, I'm on a Christian base. Yeah. Okay. I look at it now. For example, I'm a. I'm gonna use an example. If you are married to somebody as a cop, and then you put on that uniform, and you can get any woman you want, quote unquote, and you act on that. Do not expect Brandon Queen to say, oh, man, you know, good job. Congratulations. No, sir. It's going to be, what the hell are you thinking? Mm -hmm. You know, you are married. You have a covenant between your wife and God. Mm. And you're going around here sleeping around. So I'm not like because I call things like that out. And I don't condone it. And I don't congratulate it. You know, so I'm, I'm not like because of, you know, because I hold Christian values. So, yeah, I do struggle, not struggle. I do get persecuted for that. Um, I get looked at differently because of that. But state, you know, it, I'm like the black Moses. I can't do no wrong. Mm. Well, and when I do mess up and I do make a mistake, it, it's held to a whole different standard. And I, I get written up for the smallest things, you know. But anyway, <laughs> that that's what I deal with. For those, th- this is powerful, man. And every time I, I have a guest, especially a first-time guest, for just you know getting to talk to you, we didn't even talk in depth like we're doing now, and it's recorded, and that's what makes this show one of a kind. And I've right. told people this a lot of times, B. I'm like, yo, why? Not not why I know why. When you live a certain way or have a standard, and they know it's different from theirs, when you mess up, oh, it's exploited, it's celebrated. It's like yes, we got something on him. Let's find out. Well, you know, let, let, let's make sure he know he did wrong. Yeah, that is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. I kid you not. Like, so I had a few in, uh, incidents where. I have proven some supervisors wrong. And it was like, oh, like, really? Like, we got something on him and it backfires? Like, how could that happen? Yeah. And it's like, well, first of all, porn, but I'm no longer a sinner because of who my savior is. Mm. Okay. And when you start messing around with the non believer, if you will, start messing around and trying to find things and trying to find reasons. To make this this Christian, this child of God look bad, of course it's going to backfire because you're sitting there 
and you're trying to pull evil out of something, but you forget that God uses evil for his glory. Mm. And out of your evil and what you do for wrong, God will find something good out of that and something positive. So yeah, it'll backfire. You know, and I, I kind of took that out of context a little bit, but what I'm getting at is when you basically Christians are called to live a certain way. Yes, sir. We're going to be persecuted. It yeah. doesn't matter who you are, yes, sir. what denomination you're a part of, what, you know, if you're Baptist, if you're Presbyterian, if you're uh, Pentecostal, if you're Word of Faith, well, Word of Faith, we're not going to talk about them. <laughs> but if you're, you know, Catholic, right. if you walk and live a certain way and you uphold your values to your faith and you follow the teachings of Christ and you try to live a Christian life, you will be persecuted. Yes, sir. Bottom line. This is good, man. Oh. And for those listeners that especially rock with me on both <laughs> platforms, Why Not Sports as well as Flagrant 2, I've, I've been in uh, some situations and some had some circumstances, and I've still, even though it was hard to be consistent because my faith was tested, living a certain walk, been tested, but at the same time, as you clearly know, as a as a testimony, he will whatever was said negative negatively or done to you, quote unquote negatively, he's gonna take care of them people, but also help lift you up to where you get to move on to bigger and better things. Right. You know, like this past weekend, um <laughs> I went uh responded to a call and Part of that call was to check out the area. So I, I'm, I'm at this call checking on an alarm that went off, a business alarm that went off. And they got vehicles in the parking lot. So I'm getting dispatched to run the license plates for me and attach them to this, the call for service so I can look it up to see who's on the property and if they're supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And I get called out on the radio. Are you calling out 18s in reference to the call you're on or are you just calling out 18s? Wow. And, and I, I didn't use the proper code, if you will. Mm. And I just I just shook it off. I'm like, I'm calling them out in reference to my case to see who's here. And I just let it go. I didn't bother with it. Well, the minute I finished with that call, real quick. let me give you a little disclaimer or a little uh, detour. Okay. So I work in Louisiana and we go by parishes, which is equivalent to a county. Gotcha. Okay. So our parish or our county, if you will, has five different law enforcement agencies within. That's good. You have the sheriff's office, which is what I work for, which is basically the overall the, the chief agency in the parish or county. And then you have your municipal uh, police departments, which we have three of those. And then we have another um agency that deals with um, like the south part of the parish okay. but anyway so as I finish up with that complaint a person from another police department that I know and we work together on you know special occasions regular whatever called me up to tell me good job I'm proud of what you're doing you're a good officer you know yada 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 and I kid you not just that short phone call we had lifted me up it made me think, not to say that I was feeling bad about myself, but oh, right. I, I get tired of hearing the negativity coming at me right. for no reason. Okay. That's real. So just to hear that, 
lifted me up a little bit or actually a lot it lifted me up a lot you know so you have what's that bible verse it says that whatever you meant for evil god meant for good mm-hmm. yeah. you know so yeah. i and i'm starting to see that more actually working in law enforcement yeah. i'm starting to see that that particular bible verse play out throughout my entire career as a law enforcement officer you know and, and look i'm not sitting here saying law enforcement is the best thing since sliced bread i'm not saying all officers are good actually as a matter of fact no one is good we got crooked officers we got dirty officers yeah. we got officers that are of a bad bunch but you can't put all the law enforcement officers in the same basket mm-hmm. because at that point you you didn't which you actually you know what was actually good with law enforcement good people like myself that won't work in law enforcement because they don't want that stigma yeah. they don't want that that vision of them being the bad cop just because of some other bad cop right you know they don't want to risk their integrity or their um what's the word i'm looking for their image their character yeah, say reputation <clears throat> reputation just by one bad cop mm. so and, and i'm risking it all i'm risking it by being a cop I'm risking it by being a Christian and I'm risking it because a black brother, you know, shouldn't be a cop. <laughs> That's good. Man. You know, this is good, man. I, I greatly <laughs> appreciate your transparency as well as those listeners that's shaking their head like, man, Murph, this is good, man. And then this leads me to you are a host of a podcast titled The Ear. Can you explain that? Yes. Right. So you're probably like thinking like this dude got a podcast, he's got a photography, <laughs> I'm also in school, like wait, what what is this dude thinking doing all this stuff? Okay. I mentioned it earlier that I've always dreamed of being a pastor of a church or at least preaching. Um and I am Presbyterian. I'm not Baptist, I'm Presbyterian. But first and foremost, I'm Christian. Okay. So I've always wanted to start a podcast about I think four or five years ago, um, it was a couple years after my mom passed. I was wanting to start a Christian podcast to kind of help people through some of the tough times and to explain church history, church governing, um, piety, like different stuff dealing with the church. I wanted to educate people on or at least attempt to educate people on. So I looked at it about four or five years ago. Got nervous, got scared, didn't do it because, you know, I'm not a theologian. I'm not a pastor. I'm not going to put myself behind a mic and start talking about a topic I know nothing about. Right. You know, so I was very cautious about that. I didn't want to, in other words, preach the wrong gospel, preach the wrong message. Mm -hmm. Okay. So after that, I looked at it again about three years later, two, three years later, still wasn't comfortable with it. Recently, um, probably actually February, February of this year, I looked at it again and I'm like, you know what? I've been studying the word of God. I've been in my Bible. I've been learning about being Presbyterian, if if you will. I've been learning about the confessions and church history. I know the topic. What am I afraid of? And my, my prayer was very simple. Lord, if it's your will, let it be done. Mm. I opened up, I, I woke up one morning and this is a bad idea, guys. Do not do this. Please don't do this. I woke up and I picked up my phone. <laughs> and I started playing on my phone. 
do not do that. That's horrible. So I'm on Facebook and I'm just flipping through, looking at, you know, posting stuff. And I came across uh, the Anchor app. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh man, podcasting is actually easy. All I really have to do is buy, you know, a couple of microphones uh, because I'm not looking to become like super nerdy with the equipment right. aspect of it. Right. So I'm like, I just need it. All I need is a couple of microphones, a recording device, editing software, which I, because I'm a photographer and I pay for my photo editing software, I actually have access to the audio side and the video side as well. Nice. But anyway, so I need a uh, audio editing software, which I use two, one's audacity and one's Adobe audition. Yep. And then I have, uh, and then I needed, uh, somewhere to host my podcast. Well, anchor hosts for free and it sends it out to iTunes, Spotify, Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. Stitcher, uh, breaker, all the, all the major platforms. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I'm like, let me give this a shot. You know, let me, let me try. And at that particular time, it, or, or season of my life, I was focusing on prayer. And I have this subscription to Ligonier Ministry, which uh, they're a Christian group, uh, mostly Reformed theology, which is the camp that I'm in, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I have a subscription to their magazine. And I got the March edition early, which I got it in February. And it was the key questions about prayer. And I sat there and I read every article. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at this, at this magazine, I'm like, a lot of people misinterpret prayer don't understand prayer don't like to pray i love praying let me do a podcast on prayer gotcha so i kid you not i i I organized everything i got a few pastors together and um one of them was a baptist preacher i'm good friends with um one of them was a professor at a seminary one guy is uh he has a doctorate in ministry he's a pastor actually most of the guys were pastors and we did, I think, 10 or 11 silent episodes on prayer. I actually have two bonus episodes going to be coming out soon on season one. And I just kind of you know, nice. started talking about prayer. Nice. You know, I gained about 80 listeners. Um, and then now I'm on season two, which is the beauty of the local church, because I'm trying to get people to understand the importance of going to a church and being part of the church. Mm as a whole um collectively because you know you'll get people that will say oh you know i am the church no well yeah you're right (laughs) you are correct but you're not the church you are part of a church Mm -hmm. because if you want to be technical are you a finger are you a leg are you a thigh are you a toe what part of the church are you you won't know that unless you go to that you can fellowship with and be a part of a larger body. So right now we're focusing on what what church is. Uh, our last episode was uh, published Friday, and it's called "The Church Is a Place You Go." You know those types of things. This Friday's episode is going to be entitled "The Beauty of the Local Church." You know why is the local church so beautiful? Why did Christ give us the local church? Uh, and then. I got a couple other episodes coming out before June 17th. Um, and that's a significant date, by the way, guys, so y'all pay attention for my podcast. But um, I got the name, The Ear, talking to one of my friends who's a pastor, and we're both evangelical. 
and we're both reformed. So the ear stands for evangelical and reformed. And basically what it's doing is it's talking about the reformed theology. You know, how we take the Bible, believe the Bible. We don't get up. We're not part of the name it and claim it faith, word of faith, if you will. Each name something, claim it and get it. It doesn't teach that. So we're just trying to educate people on scripture, first and foremost. And then we look at the uh, the Westminster Confession of Faith, the Heidelberg Confession of Faith, um, the Canon of Dorts. We look at all the confessions and we just talk about church and how it came about. So that's me <laughs> on the podcast side. That's good stuff, man. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for those listeners, make sure y'all check out the podcast, The Ear. Like he said, check on Anchor and it's on most major platforms and if before you go i I just want to say this man thank you for for supporting my checklist as far as a future guest when it comes to cops Uh, a black cop talking about some myths which as far as the quota and some of the things that you know we hear when it comes to cops you eat donuts that's my last question (laughs) really <laughs> it was a joke, but why okay. does I'm donuts? No, I'm gonna answer it. I mean, I'm I eat donuts. Why donuts? Yeah. Okay. Not- I actually, uh, I eat donuts in seasons. I, I don't eat donuts a whole lot. Gotcha. Okay, I'm not really a donut fan. I'll gotcha. be honest. Gotcha. But the reason why cops eat donuts? Thank you. Because back in the day, when a cop was working a night beat, they had a hard time finding a restaurant that was open. And the donut shop was always open at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> gotcha. So, why not go to the donut shop and have a donut and coffee if you're hungry? There it is. So, there you go. And we got <laughs> listeners like, Merv, you hit it again. Merv, thank you for the questions. <laughs> I've been enlightened by Mr. Brandon Queen. Merv, this was a dope episode. But for those listeners out there, though, brother, how can they find you? How can they reach you? And uh, of course, you already spoke on the podcast. So, how can they reach you on social media? And if they have any other questions, all right, I'll answer that. But before I answer that, can I give one more piece of uh, solid advice? Sure, sure. Okay. Now, this is coming. This is the cop in me talking. Okay. Okay. The a shooting on the news. And God forbid, it's a black person killed by a white cop. Mm-hmm. Keep this in mind that a white person can sometimes, or most of the time, is also killed by a white cop or a black cop. It happens, okay? Mm-hmm. But what I want you guys to do is before you jump to conclusion, especially if a, if a white cop kills a black cop, before you jump to conclusion that that cop is racist or they killed him for no reason, cut all that crap out wait for the hard facts okay on top of that wait for the criminal history to be released because if the person had a criminal history then obviously they caused themselves to be killed by the cop keep in mind we are cops yes we carry we, we carry guns we want to go home to our families we don't come out here and we don't have in our mind that we will kill somebody today that is the last thing on our mind we come out, we try to help solve your problems, and then we try to go home. 
But the problem is with cops, we try to solve everybody else's problems, but at home, we have our own problems. Uh. So we're not coming out here trying to kill black people just to do it, or kill white people just to do it, or try to evict Mexicans out of America just to do it. We're not here to do that. Mm. We're here to help solve your problems and make your family a better family. That's good, man. So keep that in mind. That's good stuff, man. Now, social media. You can find me on... Let me go pull it up because I actually don't remember my handle name. <laughs> now you could. <laughs> on Twitter, uh, it's at BQ Photos. Okay, that's my photography. I do post um, my podcast stuff on there too because I'm actually going to merge the two together. And awesome. on Facebook, you can follow my Facebook page at it's facebook.com forward slash earful podcast. So that's E A R F U L L podcast. All right. And what else? Oh, and anchor. It'll be anchor.fm forward slash elder queen. And that's how you can find it. Listeners world. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all check them out, man. This episode was dope. A lot of those questions, as far as black America especially, he's answered them. He was honest. He was transparent. And he put his government. Because I, I ain't going to lie, y'all. I, I, I asked him. I said, yo, I've reached out to a few cops. They didn't want to. They, they was like, ah, no. But I, and when, I, when I reached out to you, I said, hey, man, at this point of the game, and you know what? I'm just looking for a brother as a cop and a Christian. If you don't want to put your name out there, I completely understand. Would you be still interested? He's like, yeah, I give you my name. It's no big deal. Oh, okay, cool. So just stand persistence and just look at look look how all this happened. It was it, it was just it was, it was time. And for those that do rock with me, this is for you. And to reach me, you can reach me on Twitter, especially for those first time listeners. Thank you for tuning in. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at it's dmurf. You can also email me it's dmurf at yahoo.com. You can listen to the show on most platforms. And if there's a platform that I'm not on, hey, y'all, who rock with me and who love podcasts, make sure you reach out to me and let me know just in case I might miss, you know, miss out on one. But overall, y'all already know how I close the show. Don't lose yourself with life problems. Stay strong. And fight the good fight. It's a lot going on. Day in and day out. Man, it's a grind. Don't lose the vision. Fight the good fight. Uh, D-Murph, you did it again Setting trends like you winning the win Fighting a good fight, sick of the sins Connecting dots now with all the pins We just trying to be good men yeah. Adore my wife and I love my kids uh, I never let them down, never uh, let them frown Never let a clown take a crown Hit me cause I'm brown, that's okay I got the blood of a king Sword in the dream, ain't all with a scene uh-huh. Try to turn us to fiends We drown in the streams while we chasing that dream Woo. It's all about the dollar bill, y'all And stop chasing that thrill, y'all These beliefs trying to kill y'all I'm just here trying to heal y'all So listen as we work Dropping them gems now Rockin' with D-Murph Tuning in as we get it in So melanin Being better men We so adamant About the culture Sick of these vultures We in the game now Watch how we coach ya Keep your guns in the holster Love is life And that's how we approach ya